Hey everyone, welcome to Inside Northumbria, a series of podcasts giving you a chance to hear how we do things the Northumbria way. Hi everyone, welcome back to our physio antenatal podcasts. My name's Beth, I'm one of the pelvic health physios for the Trust and Emma is also joining me again today. So on today's topic, we are going to talk about antenatal musculoskeletal symptoms that you might get during your pregnancy and self-management strategies to try. So when I talk about musculoskeletal, I'm talking about things like your muscles and your joints being uncomfortable and you having some degree of discomfort with them. So the first question to really address is, is it normal to feel uncomfortable during your pregnancy? And studies have shown that about 56 to 72% of the antenatal population will have some degree of discomfort throughout their pregnancy. And reasons why you might find that you get these symptoms are a number of different things. So, well, you will have to some degree some biomechanical changes in your body and the center of your gravity will change. So other muscular structures start to grip onto different joints, muscles can become tight, can become stiff, and it can irritate some of your joints. You might have had previous pregnancies, so we know that the more pregnancies you have increases your risk of developing discomfort and musculoskeletal problems throughout your pregnancy. You might have a history of some orthopedic issues, so that means problems with bones, such as problems with your hips or your legs in the past. You might have a something that we call a DRA, or a diastasis rectus abdominis, and we've got a whole of a podcast on that, so if you haven't listened to that one, have a quick listen. You might have had a previous trauma to your pelvis or your lower back, so have you been involved in a previous car accident or something in relation to an injury? Having a raised BMI and poor nutrition can again affect your risk of developing lower back pain during your pregnancy. And the dietitians have done a podcast all around about nutrition, so have a listen to that if you feel that that's an area that you could potentially work on and improve. We know that smoking can increase your risk of developing lower back pain during your pregnancy, and job dissatisfaction is another big contributing factor to why you might have some discomfort throughout your pregnancy and also it's um, a lack of belief of improvement so it comes back to fear and, and addressing what are you fearing throughout this pregnancy and what we suggest is to sit down have a little think about what your fears are and put them in a list and work on how you're addressing those fears throughout your pregnancy. Yeah, I think probably quite a nice point to add in there about our birth reflection service because certainly if this is your first pregnancy and you perhaps have um, some history that may impact on your anxieties around this pregnancy, perhaps you've had miscarriages in the past and you're understandably frightened as to whether this pregnancy will be a successful pregnancy, perhaps you've had a pregnancy previously and your perception is it was it was traumatic delivery. Um, We do have a birth reflection service within the trust. The process there is you self-refer to the birth reflection service via the trust website and that will put you in touch with senior midwives and our health psychology team and that can be addressed and the earlier that's addressed in your pregnancy the better so that we can help you enjoy this one. So if we talk a little bit about what kind of symptoms you might be experiencing, some some people might just have lower back pain in their pregnancy and what we'd class lower back pain is 
anything from the bottom of your rib cage, so your 12 rib, all the way down to sort of the crease of your bottom, so that would be your lower back pain during your pregnancy. Or you might have something that we refer to as pelvic girdle pain. So that starts to involve your pelvis. So if you put like your hands at the top of your hips, around those, around the back, um, you can be particularly sensitive around your sacral iliac joints, which sit where your, um, your sacrum attaches into your pelvis at the back. Um, and that can also come round to the front and into your pubic symphysis, which is where your two pubic bones of your pelvis meet together. Um, and this can either be one side or it can be, it can be both sides. It's just very dependent and it can change throughout your pregnancy. So let's have um, just a few important points that if you are suffering from any of the following symptoms, these are not something to really come to the physio about and you should be seeking help from um, either an A&E department or the pregnancy assessment unit. So you're wanting to be aware if you had a sudden loss of control of your bladder and bowel, um, falling and not understanding why you've fallen and a loss of balance, pain and weakness in both of your legs um, and numbness in your saddle area. So after you've been to the toilet and you've wiped, if you can't feel that. So they are signs that you need to go to the A&E department or a pregnancy assessment unit and get those checked out. So if you are suffering from any sort of musculoskeletal discomfort, we have got a few self-management symptoms for us to talk about now for you to try. Um, and also there are links to some PDF leaflets on the Maternity Trust website. Um, and there's also three videos in there, which we've got one of our physios demonstrating with, um, with a spine and a demo pelvis, talking about why you might get your symptoms, demonstrating the exercises and talking about lifestyle um, and functional advice to help minimize your symptoms. So if we talk through some self-management of symptoms during your pregnancy, so what things can you start to try off? So first and foremost, if you've got some lower back discomfort, you might want to try using a hot water bottle. So never using boiling water, water from a kettle, just hot water from the tap and checking the temperature before you put it on your, your back and sitting with that on for about 20 to 30 minutes or you might have a microwave hot pack or you might find it more useful to be into a warm bath to help with your symptoms. Yeah, definitely most people prefer warm, but there isn't actually any evidence that suggests heat is preferable to cool. And it might be that you have a preference to having something cool, perhaps even on the front of your pelvis. And what we'd recommend there is something like um, a bag of peas or sweet corn. It's probably sensible to squib scribble on the bag with a Sharpie or something like that, so you know that that is your bag in and out of the freezer for you rather than to be eaten at a later date. Um, damp tea towel and you can mould that around your bump, around um, your lower part of your back or wherever you feel that you've got discomfort. So try both and see how you get on. Um, and cheap washing up liquid like a fairy liquid or something into a sandwich bag freezes really nicely as a gel ice pack. So oh, that's a good one. It's quite, and uh, can get that to mould quite nicely to wherever you need the pain relief. Um, other things that you can try, so there is obviously over-the-counter analgesia, so pain relief available, but we do recommend that you speak to your midwife, your GP or your pharmacist about taking pain relief during your pregnancy, but just to be aware that that is there as well. I think it's quite important that, that we do spend some time in this podcast addressing people's fears in pregnancy about taking pain relief. Obviously, you and your GP know your medical history, know what's safe for you to take and what's not, what's effective and what's not. 
Um, paracetamol is a very safe drug for the vast majority of pregnant ladies and it is very effective but it tends only to be effective when you take it regularly so the the two paracetamol at night before bed no doubt will have some positive impact but you're not going to get the benefits the same as if you were to take it regularly now understandably a lot of ladies are fearful that when well, my pregnancy is advancing if I'm uncomfortable I'm going to get heavier my hormones are changing does that mean I'm going to be on paracetamol regularly for the remainder of my pregnancy and obviously these other self-help strategies should help um, to alleviate some of your symptoms so that we we could say the likelihood is no very often taking pain relief regularly for a period of about 72 hours which is how long it takes for inflammation to settle can really settle some of your symptoms so anti-inflammatories are not something that you can take safely during your pregnancy but paracetamol is take it regularly for 72 hours obviously the instructions are on the box and you should find that that gives you the relief that you need to start moving normally and feeling like you're much more in control of any symptoms. It may even resolve your symptoms. So thinking about other stuff that we can do to help to minimize your symptoms is some really basic stuff. So pacing yourself really regularly throughout the day. Um, and pacing yourself even if you're having a good day so you wake up and you think oh great my, my lower back isn't hurting as much so I'm going to go out and do a food shop I'm going to come back in I'm going to do a couple of loads of laundry and maybe I'll start and decorate the nursery so on those pacing days you know pace yourself on a good day so making sure you're taking re regular rests as well as if you are having a particularly bad day with your symptoms so doing a little job potentially sitting with a hot water bottle, resting in a different position and then getting up and moving and doing something later on. And with pacing comes delegation, which we ladies aren't great at, but it sometimes does mean, even again, for a very short period, that you delegate things. It might be that you do an online, sh online shop. It might be that someone else takes the dog for a walk for the next few days. Thinking about what you are doing, if you can't delegate, I remember having a, a run of ladies who were walking dogs on the beach and it was walking on dry sand that was really aggravating their pelvis. And a short period of delegation um, sometimes can really help to, again, resolve symptoms completely very often. Other stuff you can look at is positions that you're sitting in. So if you have got any pelvic girdle discomfort, try and avoid sitting with your legs crossed. Try and avoid sitting with your legs bent underneath you. So try and have your in a good position when you're sitting. So can you sit with your feet up on a footstool or a recliner or on the sofa out in front of you? Um, and just avoiding your cross leg things. So positions that are particularly separating your knees and putting a bit of extra stress on those muscles and joints supporting your pelvis at the moment. I think in terms of when I'm talking to patients and they describe the thing is there's never any perfect posture in life but the key is just to keep moving really regularly so you might find that being in a prolonged position is something that aggravates your symptoms so try and work out when it is when is that prolonged position becoming a problem for you is it sort of 30 minutes is it 45 minutes and trying to move before you get that sort of signal that it's painful and that you're stiff so that might just be a little stand up from your chair if you're at work have a little walk around and come and sit back down but just the key is moving really often and if it's that you're standing a lot can you sit down for a break if you're out for a walk can you get some element of discomfort is there a somewhere that you can just sit on a bench for a little bit and just rest and potentially do a couple of the pelvic tilt exercises which we'll cover in a few minutes time. I think the other thing to mention here is about TENS as well. So TENS, transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulation, is safe 
for the management of musculoskeletal aches and pains during pregnancy and we have got uh, patient information leaflet about the safe use of TENS for management of discomfort in pregnancy on the maternity services webpage, it's within the physiotherapy section. Um, essentially TENS works as a form of distraction really so imagine you're walking through a door and you bang your elbow if you rub your elbow where you've banged it with your other hand it doesn't hurt as much as if you didn't rub it and it's just a way of distracting the brain and that is essentially what a TENS machine is so it's a, a machine that has wires coming away from it a battery powered machine um, little sticky um, what's the word I want they're not labels they're just sticky pads aren't yeah. they that go on the lower part of the back or wherever you feel uncomfortable obviously in pregnancy you're never going to put those on your bumper on the front of your of your pelvis but the leaflet does guide you with that which is evidence-based and peer-reviewed so um, TENS machines are certainly uh, an option again like paracetamol it might be something that you take that you use just temporarily it might be something that takes you through to the end of your pregnancy and you actually find very helpful during labour as well. So certainly worth exploring. You can buy your own TENS machine. An obstetric TENS machine is advisable because that has a boost button so you can increase the intensity of the TENS that you're experiencing um, in preparation for labour. So when you're in labour and you're having contractions, you can use that boost facility and then you switch that boost facility off in between contractions. But any TENS machine would be suitable um, and Lloyd's Pharmacy sell them, they're not particularly expensive, but you can hire them and we do have them on the birthing centre at Cramlington. But like paracetamol, TENS machines tend to be far more effective if they're used earlier on rather than waiting till you really are uncomfortable. So again, another little strategy for you to think about and be assured that it is safe if used appropriately and that guidance, as I say, is on the website. So I think now if we talk about some um, basic exercises that you can start to help to manage your symptoms. So the first one to really talk about is um, our pelvic floor exercises and we've got a whole other podcast talking about pelvic floor so go and have a little listen to that and if you've got any questions or any queries or if you feel there's any problems that's when you need to speak to your midwife or your GP and get them to refer you to us as pelvic health physios and we can definitely do a bit of a session and talk a lot more about them with you personally. Other stuff is um, keeping your core muscles nice and active and functionally bracing your core before you start to do activities. So that is the feeling that you're drawing your tummy button in towards your spine, so you're engaging your abdominal muscles um, and starting to switch them on before you do things like rolling over in bed, which could sometimes be a factor that patients pick up on it aggravates their symptoms um, before you stand up from a chair if you think about drawing your core muscles on engaging your pelvic floor and standing up so if you particularly aware of those symptoms of when you go from sitting to standing your pelvis feels very heavy and very uncomfortable and you get a sharp pain in your pubic bone try that little technique likewise if you are lifting other toddlers if you're lifting shopping bags try and get those abdominal muscles nice and active during your pregnancy I think the only other thing to say really is Please get in touch with us sooner rather than later. Um, it is never too late to get in touch with us in physiotherapy, even if you are 39 weeks pregnant. If we can do anything to help you be more comfortable in advance of your labour, we would want to do that so you had a better labour experience and, and a, an easier, hopefully more comfortable postnatal recovery. Lots of information, as we've alluded to a few times, on the physiotherapy section of the maternity services website. So there's downloadable PDFs, there's videos there, 
There's also a link to the POGP webpage, which is our clinical interest group, the Pelvic Obstetric and Gynecological Physiotherapy webpage, and that has a patient um, section there with lots of, again, downloadable information. Um, if you have a look at that and you feel that the self-help strategies there haven't been helpful, yes, speak to your GP or speak to your midwife and they will refer you through on a system we have called ICE and we get the referral the same day um, and we will prioritise your referral and get in touch with you. We do have what we call emergency slots at North Tyneside Hospital and at uh, One Spec General Hospital on a daily basis. So if you absolutely needed to be seen that day, there is a high chance that we would be able to accommodate you and get you in really quickly. Failing that, obviously, pregnancy assessment unit are on hand all the time, as are the birthing centre. So if you really do have any queries, any concerns, there is always somebody available to help you. There's other things that you can try, um, like massage. So that could be as simple as you having a massage ball and putting that ball against the wall and then you rolling around with your back against that ball to sort of find any trigger points. So that's when it particularly comes quite sore and try and stick on that trigger point till you um, feel the, the tension relieving a little bit, then moving around. Um, you can get your partner or a family member to do a little bit of back massage, which is nice and relaxing. And uh, again, like TENS, it's that sensation that's that sensation is traveling to your brain, brain quicker than the pain signals, um, or you can pay to have a, a pregnancy-related massage. Um, but it should be a relaxing massage. It shouldn't be a deep sports massage. It shouldn't be causing any trauma or any pain to your uh, like tissues or anything. Um, another sort of musculoskeletal issue that you might encounter during your pregnancy is carpal tunnel syndrome. So um, when your hands become um, you get tingling and some pins and needles in your hands and your joints and your wrists can become very stiff and you might notice this more in the mornings and again that's something that we as pelvic health physios will help you with um, and if you are having any trouble with that get in contact with your GP or your midwife um, as soon as possible get them to refer you to us and we'll see you we'll go through some advice and some exercises and we can provide you with some splints to help with managing your symptoms. In terms of um, bump bands or support belts and things like that, you know, we don't routinely suggest that people purchase their own online. If you did feel that was something you wanted to explore, I definitely think it's worth having a full assessment from a pelvic health physiotherapist first before you purchased anything like that. Um, and if we feel that it's indicated, we can provide you with those types of equipment. Um, but sometimes if you've got stiff, sore joints and if you put a, a belt on, it's just going to potentially aggravate those symptoms and make them stiffer and those joints aren't going to move. So movement is so important to try and help to relieve your musculoskeletal symptoms. Regardless of mode of delivery, we keep you open in physiotherapy for calendar month after you've had your baby. So although we will see you following your delivery, assuming that you deliver at the Cramlington Hospital and you come down to the postnatal ward, um, we will give you some, inform some information, some advice, address any symptoms that are unique to you at the time, but we also leave you an open appointment for a calendar month so that should you get home and any new symptoms develop or your current symptoms aren't settling as expected, then we can get you straight back in.